Thank you for tuning in to the WAM podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Hello, this is Lydia DiLiello, the CEO and founder of Capital Pricing Consultants. And today I have the pleasure of hosting Women and Manufacturing. My guest this afternoon is Rachel Snyder, a staff writer for TR Cutler Incorporated. Rachel, welcome. We're delighted to have you here on the program. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So listeners, you have a rare treat today. We are all going to learn about Gen Z and how to work with Gen Z and what makes them tick. And Rachel's going to help educate us on why it is so important for manufacturers to get on board with Gen Z. To Rachel's credit, she recently wrote an article in Manufacturing Outlook regarding Gen Zers and their importance in the upcoming workforce and marketplace. Rachel, do you want to introduce yourself a little and tell us a bit about that article? It was really well written. Thank you so much. So yes, hi, I'm Rachel Snyder and I'm an employee for TR Cutler Inc. And I am a student at Boston University. I am studying mass communications with a minor in psychology And I was kind of approached by Tom, who is kind of the face of T.R. Cutler. And he was very interested in, you know, my perspective with being 19. So that means I am a Gen Zer. And he was really kind of fascinated with, you know, kind of our perspective on many things because he knows that we're the next face of the manufacturing business. And so he really wanted to gain my perspective on kind of how these big businesses and manufacturing businesses can attract my generation. And so it was kind of our jumping off point with the articles that I wrote and kind of giving these big businesses an idea of how they can attract us and what we're kind of looking for in these big manufacturing businesses and things like that. And I was telling Tom how, you know, social media is kind of your golden ticket. It's your answer. We grew up with technology and that's how, if you really want to attract us, you got to kind of learn how to use social media and use technology in order to, you know, attract us and engage us if you want us working for your company. So that's kind of how it started off. And then ever since then, it's been really great. And I've been kind of having a real job at 19. So that's really exciting. Well, and it's also A credit to you, Rachel, that T.R. Cutler Incorporated founded a division of Gen Z. He was so impressed with you. So I think that that's fantastic and speaks volumes because in reading your article, I got an appreciation for the fact that 1.4 million boomers actually were in the process of exiting the manufacturing environment prior to COVID. And I don't think those stats have yet been updated for the impact since COVID. So When you look at the significance of the depletion of the workforce and then the Gen Zers who are now coming into the workforce, one of the things that you talked about and you just touched on it was the social media and how important it is if you want to communicate with Gen Zers to get going with social media. So can you tell us the kinds of social media that you find to be the most useful and the things that you and your friends are either using for social or for professional opportunities. Absolutely. So it's no surprise. My generation loves social media, especially TikTok, 
Instagram and Snapchat. Those are going to be your biggest kind of apps that we use and that we use to connect with each other and connect with, you know, big businesses and things like that. So that's how we do the bulk of our communication. We grew up with phones. We grew up with technology. So this is kind of, we're very used to, you know, using these platforms to communicate with each other. And now I'm thinking that we can use those platforms to communicate with these big manufacturing businesses. So definitely the bulk of our communication is through Snapchat, Instagram, and TikTok. And so if these companies want to recruit us, they're going to have to be very familiar with these three apps. So it sounds like big business that's looking to recruit Gen Zers needs to hire a Gen Zer to do the communication themselves. Yes, definitely. And so for our listeners that aren't so familiar with TikTok or Snapchat, probably have heard of Instagram. Do they allow you to post video? And so it would be a much faster form of what the boomers and Gen Xers would know as texting. Is that a reasonable comparison? Yeah, definitely. I mean, what's so great about these apps is that it does allow you to have that kind of like normal texting kind of communication, but it also allows you to post videos and photos and you can interact in that way too, aside from just, you know, texting with words and things like that. So, I mean, I half I think of Gen Zers spend around 10 hours a day on their phone. So that's a lot. And I've definitely been guilty of that myself. So what a lot of these mostly brands are recognizing is that they can move a lot of their marketing and advertisements to these social media apps because around 85% of Gen Zers, you know, learn about new products solely through social media. So what I think that these manufacturing businesses can do is kind of go through like that same approach and adopt this idea of utilizing social media to reach us and get us excited about new job opportunities in the manufacturing sector. So social media is definitely your answer and it's a great way to reach us and definitely engage us. So basically for our listeners that are still looking at things like LinkedIn and Indeed.com, you guys aren't going to be there and you're not going to know anything about it. So we need to make sure that we are using the same technologies that you are to communicate well and effectively. Exactly. You know, you'll still get a few of us on LinkedIn and things like that. But if you really want to, you know, make a statement and that's by showing us that you are very savvy on social media because that'll get us excited because LinkedIn is kind of, you know, it's kind of more of like what the Gen Xers, millennials use. And we're not used to that. And, but we're used to social media. So mm-hmm. if you want to get our attention, I definitely say social media is the way to go. And I think you shared with me in a previous conversation, Rachel, that high touch, high engagement was also really important for Gen Zers. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So, My generation has kind of gotten this, I don't know if it's kind of like a, just like the perception of us is that we kind of lose interest very easily. So what social media has given us is new and fresh ideas every time we go into the apps. So if you want to keep us engaged, you want to 
recruit us, it's definitely going to be through social media because we're already on those apps and we're already engaged by it because it's constant new content. And that's why TikTok is so popular because it's a constant flow of new videos, new everything. So we're constantly engaged in things like that. So definitely utilizing that kind of concept and the you know constant refreshment of content that's how we stay engaged and that's how you're going to engage us so using TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat that's a great way to keep us engaged and you know keeping us interested in your company so it sounds like Rachel then even once a Gen Zer is hired on at a manufacturing company so for boomers and Xers and Ys, typically they'd send out a meeting notice on email. Yes. And while it sounds like that's still okay to get it on your calendar, the best way then to make sure that the Gen Zers actually show up for the meeting is to IM them through Instagram. So instant message through Instagram or Snap, send a, a, I don't know if you, can you blast on Snapchat? Can you send to a whole bunch of people at once? See, I don't know how to use it either. Yes, you can, you can. So would that be the best way? Like you send a reminder in the morning and you say, hey guys, meeting is at 1030, don't forget. And then at like quarter after 10, you send another notice that says, hey, meeting in 10 minutes, don't forget. Yes, definitely. That's such a great way to actually get the message to us because even email is kind of, you know, getting a little bit too old for us, even though we still have to use it for things like school and stuff like that. So we're definitely used to using email, but we're even more used to using social media and using direct messages, which we call DM. So if I say DM, I mean direct message. Thank Um, you. (laughs) You're welcome. So yeah, that's a great way for us to actually see the message because as I said, we're always on our phones. They're glued to our sides. And if we get a notification seeing that there's a, you know, an employee meeting in five minutes, we're definitely going to see it. And we're definitely going to show up. Whereas email, it might be, we might miss it. It might go through our spam or things like that. So that's a great way in order to also utilize social media to kind of get your workers to see what you actually want to send them. So yes, DMs are a great way to get our attention and make sure we follow through with the requests of of the business. So that also speaks to things like, especially in manufacturing, where it's very common, you have safety meetings, or you have meetings about protocol or process. So it sounds like a great follow up then would be after that in person meeting, you also send a DM that says, here's the top five protocols we talked about and the links to go look at them again so that that way you have a record and a reference point as well. Yes, exactly. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about learning to speak the lingo of Gen Zers because just as important in terms of communication, the how do we get the message there is, is the message itself. Can you educate us on some of the maybe key differences that you see already in working with boomers or Gen Xs versus how you would naturally communicate with your friends? Well, there's obviously discrepancies between how I'm going to talk to my boss versus how I'm going to talk to my friends. Absolutely. So, I mean, I would say, I mean, there's still, you can still be very professional with us, but if you want to 
kind of make us very comfortable and engaged in our workforce community, definitely take a look on Instagram or TikTok and kind of see like what we're seeing um, usually because how we speak on social media is probably how we're going to speak to each other. I mean, I'm trying to think of specific kind of, I mean, every young generation is going to have those that lingo and, you know, specific words that we use with each other. But I think (laughs) kind of if a boss told me something like, you're doing great, you're, that's lit. Like, I would think that would be a little bit funny because lit is something I use with my friends. So I think if they do want to engage us and kind of enforce that young community within their company, definitely learn the lingo and we'll definitely think that's funny and we'll use it with our bosses and kind of form that kind of camaraderie with, you know, the older generations, which is always good. But I think definitely we're still very professional and we don't assume that our bosses would use that kind of lingo with us as long as they're professional and, you know, use what we're used to like social media, then I think they're on the right track. Then that's already a comfortable beginning. And basically then if they want to occasionally try to understand and utilize, like as you said, lit. And I'm afraid for the boomers generation, lit generally meant someone who had drunk way too much and they were, quote, lit. So I think it's a wise idea to be wary in using the new language if we're not absolutely certain of how we're using it. But standard business language always applies and is always clear. So that makes really good sense. Now, Rachel, in terms of inclusion, I see a lot of Gen Zers speaking out and active and participating. And I think Gen Z is a very participative generation to begin with. Can you talk about that a little bit and how that participation could be a positive thing for manufacturers? Absolutely. Well, inclusivity is definitely a huge part of what my generation stands for. We were kind of brought up in this anti-bullying, you know, kind of world. And we had many assemblies about it that taught us from a very young age that tolerance and embracing diversity. So inclusivity is something that we look for in the workforce. And if we're thinking about working for a company, it's really important for us to be proud of the company that we work for. And we want a company that kind of stands for the same and has the same ideals as we do. And then as you were saying about how we're not afraid to speak up, that's definitely true. My generation is not afraid (laughs) to stand up for what they believe in and especially stand up for, you know, the disenfranchised. And I've seen countless of managers and COOs and CEOs that are being slammed on social media for their lack of, you know, workforce diversity. And these are once very powerful and kind of untouchable people before kind of the internet and technology. And now they can be held accountable for their actions by young kids like me. And no amount of prestige or money is going to kind of deter us from speaking out about our really strongly held beliefs. So cancel culture, which is kind of the act of canceling, is kind of like taking away the reputation of someone or a company. So cancel culture is a real thing for my generation. And it's when you kind of take to social media to bring light to some of the the lack of workforce diversity and 
they can call out these big businesses and big kind of manufacturing tycoons and hold them accountable and kind of get them canceled (laughs) by anyone who else wants to work for them. So if, you know, like a worker complains on social media about how there's a lack of workforce diversity or inclusivity, Gen Z is going to follow that and they're not going to want to work for that company. So inclusivity is definitely a big pillar of what we follow. And if many businesses want to attract us, they're going to have to make it clear that they are a diverse and very inclusive company. So that was a great answer. And thank you for explaining for those of us that weren't really clear on what cancel culture was. But I think you brought up two really key points. And the first is that not being motivated by the traditional motivators of Gen Z predecessors, whether that's boomers, Xers, Ys, but rather being motivated by what is perceived as right and just and correct, it is critically important. And we'll talk about that in a second. But what I want to highlight also is I think then that that the flip side is true, which means that when Gen Zers join a company, it's so important for that company to constantly keep in front of the Gen Zers. Hey, this is what we are doing for inclusion. These are the percentages of all of the different ethnicities that work together with us to make sure that teams represent all of those different perspectives and viewpoints and so that Gen Zers are always exposed to that kind of diversity in a company and the opportunity to be mentored by people who are very diverse, who have had, I think, what boomers and and Xers would often call non-traditional career paths, and so that there's really a good cross-section. And I see you nodding your head, so it sounds like you agree with that. Yes. You know, having a diverse workforce not just, you know, benefits are like what we would like in that it also brings forth a lot of like more ideas and different, you know, backgrounds and it makes the company overall more successful anyway. So we love to see that. And we would love to work for a company that, you know, as I said, we're proud of and one that shares the same ideals that we do and recognizes that having a diverse workforce is actually pretty great and can overall help with the success of the company. So Rachel, can you share with us what does motivate Gen Zers? So we know what doesn't work. And those are the things that manufacturers have always used, which was prestige and money and visibility in an organization. So if those things don't work, what does work with you guys? Um, How do we motivate you once we get you? Or but And we'll go to a second question later, but maybe the first question ought to be, how do we get you interested in our company? So you said it has to align with your principles and your ideals. But how, when we post something on social media and we say, hey, we're your kind of company, what will actually bring you in the door and make you want to work with us? So definitely the inclusivity is what I talked about before. That's one really big pillar. And then the second I would have to say is kind of how companies utilize automation and how they utilize technology in their companies, because that's something we're really great at. That's something that we're really savvy with and something that we can really bring forth to the table with these big companies. So automation and realizing the value in technology is something that will definitely bring us through the door. And also utilizing social media. I know I keep saying it, but I swear it's so important with us. 
And that's also something we're really good at. That's how you can also use us to build, you know, the company, you know, get more awareness out there. And by using social media, it's, it's something free that you can use that can only benefit the company. So social media and technology and things like that, that gets us really excited and that gets us through the door. That's going to be what'll keep us there. You know, new technologies that the company is using to, you know, make their lives easier and things like that. So that'll get us excited and we're going to want to work with that new technology and kind of learn because that's how we grew up. We grew up with computers and as the computers were evolving, we were evolving. We were getting older and we were kind of, you know, getting I don't know how to say this without, <laughs> we were kind of growing with the computers, if that makes sense. So it does. It absolutely does. New Go ahead. gets us excited. And as the computers got more sophisticated, so did Gen Zers relative to incorporating that technology into their lives. And so part of, of what you're sharing with us is really that it needs to be high touch. It needs to be frequent touch. It needs to be tech-based and it needs to be creating excitement around that technology where boomers and Xers often would be heard in hallways grumbling about, oh no, not another thing I've got to learn. I just figured out this program. Now there's another one. It's very much the opposite, which is, hey, we got a cool new program. We need some of the Zers on our team to come and test it, see if you can break it. See if you break it, can you teach us to fix it? So that really we're leveraging all of your technical skills. Is that a good summary of what we've been talking about so far? Absolutely. So you basically hit the nail right on the head, but we get excited about this kind of stuff and we're not, you know, afraid of it (laughs) like some other generations. And we're probably your best bet with how to use it. So mm-hmm. take advantage of that. Take advantage of us because we like doing this kind of thing. We love working with technology. You know, mm-hmm. I had an iLab when I was in high school and I still have one at BU. So they're starting to realize like how excited we get with, you know, creating things and utilizing technology to make our lives easier and kind of do things that we couldn't do without it, without the internet and things like that. So yes, definitely. It gets us excited. So. Definitely technology is your answer and we'll help you with it. (laughs) Well, an excited and engaged workforce is what every manufacturer is looking for. And knowing that there are so many Gen Zers entering the market and looking and interested in work because it's very transactional in nature and changes constantly, which I've learned from you is something that's also critically important, which is you don't want the same thing every day in a day in and day out. Changing the schedule up is important. Changing what you do on a daily basis is important. Do you want to speak to that for a minute for our listeners? Sure. I think my generation is definitely different than the boomers in the sense of having a nine to five or working at the same thing until you retire. I think my generation has kind of, you know, become fascinated with the idea of doing work and, you know, getting paid for doing something that you love and that you're passionate about. I know that that was ingrained in, you know, the boomers idea of getting a job was just you get a job right out of college or you don't even go to college. You graduate high school, you get a job and you work at that job until you retire. And that, you know, vision has definitely changed for us because, 
we want to do things that we're passionate about. You know, going back to that thing about inclusivity, we're passionate about that. So working at a desk or, you know, a company from nine to five and, you know, having the same routine, that's not really going to fly with us. We want new things. We want things that'll get us excited and things that will engage us. And that's definitely something that I want to make, like push that narrative forward because that's really important for us. And Mm -hmm. this idea of not working, you know, the usual like desk job, that's, yeah, we're we're not going to want to do that. So, I mean, kids my age have made a career of working on TikTok and they're multimillionaires. So I always say this, how my generation likes to work smarter, not harder, because it's true, because we know how to manipulate and use social media and technology to make our lives easier. And, you know, that kind of idea can help make these manufacturing businesses a lot more successful too by working a lot smarter and not as hard. So yes, definitely new content, you know, new surroundings, new environments is definitely a great way to keep us engaged and keep us at the company instead of, you know, constantly wanting to change it up and, you know, possibly quitting the job. So that'll be a great way to keep us at the company (laughs) once you do get us. So it sounds like, Rachel, it's important for manufacturers to think about how to invest in Gen Z programs within their own companies, which create a job-changing environment where there is flexibility and continual movement so that for the Gen Zers, it's a new experience every time for you all, but they're keeping great talent within their own company, simply moving through multiple different areas, multiple different kinds of work schedules to get different experiences. Yes. So kind of as we close out here, the last thing I want to ask you about is, so we're doing all the things that we've talked about. What's the best way then to reinforce Gen Zers or to let them know that they're doing a good job? And then we'll talk about the opposite of that is if things aren't going so well, how do you adjust that? So would you rather talk about how to correct things or do you want to talk about when things are going well, how to lavish the praise in a way that meaningful? Well, I touched on the later of what you just said of how to keep us there and definitely, you know, increase that praise and wanting, you know, we're used to getting the gold stars and things like that. And I mean, no one doesn't like praise, but we, I think my generation kind of craves it. So that's a key differentiator. I think, even though we touched on it, I want to make sure that our listeners and viewers really get this point because Xers and Yers and boomers. The boss would walk by and maybe if you did an outstanding job, say, hey, Lydia, that was a great job. Thanks. Really appreciate it. And you're done. That's all you're going to hear. And there's no more. But I think it's good, Rachel, to talk a little more about the point of your phraseology relative to they crave it. I think that's a key differentiator. So why don't we talk about that for a minute? I think that whole kind of praising and craving it is, you know, from... I swear it all ties back to social media because these apps and when you post a picture, you post a video, you can, all your friends comment on it and you get, you know, likes and really nice comments and kind of that praise I think has kind of stemmed from that because we love seeing that. We love getting more likes, more comments, the more comments, the more likes, the better. So getting, you know, that, cause that's kind of our form of praise, I think. So I think 
we're used to getting that and we're used to kind of forming that kind of association with the likes and the comments to like doing a good job. So I think companies should really take that into consideration when, you know, kind of recruiting more and more Gen Zers and knowing that we value praise and appreciation a lot. And it's definitely stemming from social media and our need for likes and comments. So I think that's a great way to, you know, enforce us to stay at the company, because if we know that we're appreciated and we're well-liked there, we're going to stay there. That's a great explanation that helps those of us that are not Gen Zers understand better about the kinds of things that make for a positive environment in manufacturing for the Gen Zers. And that it is, when we talk about high touch, it is a specific kind of high touch relative to, it's essentially the idea of the likes that you were describing on social media, but a continual reinforcement and that boomers or Xers need to learn a different pattern of behavior to say, hey, my boomer or Xer, I said thank you to and we're done and good job. But to a Zer, there needs to be more and it needs to be much more frequent to make sure that they realize they're valued. Absolutely. <laughs> Terrific. Then a final question here is one that I touched on before, but let's say that things need to be adjusted. Processes aren't going so well. What's the best way, Rachel, to approach a Gen Zer to say, hey, this isn't working and we need to do this differently? Because I think with an X or a boom or, or a Y, we would just have a meeting in the office and say, look, here's the behavior that's going on now. Here's what it needs to be. Here's the gap. How do we bridge it together? Comment, if you will, on how that does or doesn't work with the Z. I don't think in that aspect, we're that different. I think because of this whole thing of needing to be praised and wanting to be well-liked, we're going to follow through with those kind of directions. If we're doing something wrong, we want to do it right. It's kind of when things are going against our standards is when we're going to want to quit. So like the things about diversity and inclusivity, that's kind of like a no-fly zone. We're not going to say to a company we're not passionate. Mm -hmm. If we are passionate about this company but we're saying that we need to change something in order to do it better, then we're definitely going to listen and follow through with that. So I think in that aspect, we're not that different, but definitely if we're passionate about it, we're passionate about the company, we'll still stay and we're going to want to, we're going to want to get that praise eventually. So we'll do whatever it takes to kind of, you know, do the job. And we'll obviously listen to our bosses. We're not like some, (laughs) we're very good about that. And I think that, Everyone wants to do, you know, a good job at whatever job they're doing. So I think that's definitely something that stays the same between the generations. And that will be a great relief to everyone listening that we can communicate at that same level because open communication always, regardless of what the idiosyncrasies are among the different generations, but base communication is always so critical. Absolutely. So on a final note then, Rachel, how has the opportunity to work as a staff writer for TR Cutler Incorporated opened up horizons for you or given you an opportunity to express yourself and grow further? It's been pretty amazing, I will say. I mean, I only started working for Tom early this summer, but I think not only has it opened a lot more doors for me, which of course, that's amazing. And it's 
so great that I'm, you know, getting a degree in communications at BU, but it also, you know, it kind of raised my confidence a lot. And that's one thing that Tom kind of tried to instill in me because, you know, being 19, I'm the youngest writer at TR Cutler. So it's definitely very intimidating, but Tom is trying to, you know, tell me and make me more confident that, you know, my opinion matters. Being young is kind of the one thing that I have, you know, going for me. I have this credibility with Gen Z and I I have this knowledge that no one, anyone older working at TR Cutler has. So Tom kind of, you know, showed me I have confidence. You can be confident and, you know, share with everyone your knowledge. Even though you're 19, you're a newbie in this industry you can put your foot down and say, listen to me, I have some important things to say. So that was probably one of the biggest things that, you know, has kind of opened my eyes with working with Tom and his company. So definitely confidence booster. And I will say that that is probably like the best thing that I have gained from this whole thing. So even though I'm 19, I know some things. (laughs) And that's a wonderful thing to share, Rachel, because for everyone's first job, one of the critical learning experiences is to be able to stand and say, yes, I do know some things as you just did, which is fantastic and always something that I think manufacturers or any industry is anxious to see and needs more of is people who are affirmative in their belief in themselves and their willingness to be confident. So I think that's the best testament you can possibly give to any new job opportunity. So with that, I thank you so much for being our guest on Women and Manufacturing today. We appreciate the education that you shared with all of us on Gen Zers, and we look forward to having you back again in the future as you continue your career path. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Thanks so much, Rachel. Thank you for joining the WAM podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.